Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. They've got over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, what do you guys think of my new low voice? going on everybody welcome back to jumbled your favorite podcast about nothing i'm zach i know it's been so long this is legitimately the longest time between uh episodes that we've ever gone um there've just been some weird uh happenings i uh i had some i had some uh <laughs> vocal uh issues that i'm still sort of getting over sort of on the back end of that um, and then last week I straight up like pinched a nerve in my neck. So I could not, um, I could not do anything without wincing in pain, uh, and crying out in agony and, uh, nobody, and I repeat, nobody wants to hear that on a podcast. As a matter of fact, my neck is still sort of jacked up, but it's good enough to where I, I have some mobility to be able to talk either way. Um, last week, Johnny, did record a uh, an episode uh, that uh, I thought I would uh, release. Um, I wanted to release this last week, but like I said, uh, since I'm editing this thing and I just was not up to the task, um, it's getting released now. So I do apologize about all the you know delay in between um, you know the 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 episodes and whatnot. But hey. Things come up. Um, we are not getting paid for this stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, you get what you get. You don't throw a fit. But we hope that you guys aren't too upset with us. Uh, thank you so much for sticking with us through it uh, and, and having a little bit of patience with us. Um, this one is with our good buddy Greg. I have no idea. I've not listened to this, uh, this audio at all. Uh, have no idea what's discussed. Have no idea if it goes off the rails, but uh, here's hoping, right? Uh, hope you guys enjoy this one. Uh, we will see you guys next week for a brand new episode. Oh, by the way, Johnny, feel better, bud. Uh, Johnny said he has salmonella, and I think it's because he's, uh, I think he's blowing chickens on the side. But we'll talk about that next week. Uh, hope you guys enjoy <laughs> this episode. And uh, thanks again for sticking around, and we will see you guys next week for another episode of Jumbled. But you know what? Johnny and uh, and Greg, take it away, please. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jumbled, your favorite podcast about nothing. I'm Johnny, and I fired Zach and have replaced him with our dear friend Greg. Just kidding. Zach's not fired, but he is sick and doesn't have a voice, which would make recording a podcast quite difficult. Um, I am the new voice of Zach. That is right. Greg has come back to one, save the day and help me record. Um, but two, I'm now having a small panic attack because Audacity wasn't recording. There it is. Never mind, it's recording. Um, that we get to chat about some more fun things because I had a great time chatting with you a couple months ago when you were on. Uh, we talked about your business, Fredible, and got into some scary things about AI, which. 
I'm pleased to say uh, the robot revolution has not started to date, as far as I know. Um, though I, as we predicted, Jim. as we predicted, that's right. As we predicted, we predicted it would not happen. We are now well jumbled. Stradamus. Not in our lifetime. Is that is that it? Is that was that we can call ourselves? Yes. Um, uh, th- that was um, that was the guy that predicted doomsday, right? Yeah, Nostradamus. But we're now jumbled. Domus, jumbled Domus, jumbled Stradamus. I don't know. Nostradamus. Do you think he had a big nose? Probably. I think he did, but I don't. Yeah. I don't even know when he was alive, to be honest. So like, who knows what he really looked like? It's probably just a bunch of people doing some shitty drawings of him. They're like, "Fuck this guy. He's right all the time. Make him look stupid." You, you think? Um, you think back in the day, because really the only way it, this was uh, predating pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't just bring out a smartphone or or even like old school analog picture man do you remember what it was um, like to not have a camera attached to your hip at all times uh, no no i don't <laughs> but like that's how we grew up right i remember that's totally how we grew up i remember my first cell phone in grade nine and it was that classic nokia brick that yeah was just yeah like i had that too green screen and then I, I remember when flip phones became a really cool thing. And I, I do want to talk to you about the evolu- the next evolution of flip phones. Um, but uh, I remember my friend, our friend, Mike, um, got a colored screen flip phone. And that was just like mind blowing. And you could take pictures. And I think the camera was like one megabyte or something. Megapixel, yeah. mega, one megapixel. Yeah, megapixel uh, shows what I know. Um and that was just like fucking mind blowing. And I remember him explaining to me what text messages were, and I was so confused. I was like, "Wait, what? Your phone?" Do you do you remember um, text messages that came in parts? Yes, because they were too long. Yeah, be like, yeah, it was one like of three. one one of three. <laughs> uh, I do, I do honestly miss T nine, and I'm willing to bet that I can still type better with T nine than I can on a full iPhone keyboard because of my fat I, fucking thumbs. Are you for real? Uh, yeah, you, you actually think you could? I I think that that has just been beaten into my brain, my very simple primitive brain that that muscle memory would come back in relatively quickly. Hey, you, you know um how Google uh, every April they do their April Fools' Day prank where they do a, like a full fake product release. Mm-hmm. Um you remember the one on Morse code? Oh yeah. Where uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like the only we've simplified everything completely. Now it's just a dot and a dash. Yeah. It's revolutionary and not at the same time. I love that And there's one. just people just mashing dot and dash to try and get through everything. So T9 is obviously like an evolution of shitty Morse code, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Why are you, you still have shitty to, um, Morse code? What's shitty about Morse code? Well, it was good for the time, but it's uh, it, it takes so much effort to actually convey information that's true that is fair like like in order to do uh like like what's the most for a character uh like four four different presses i think so and and in order to do it so um there's the short press the the dot and then the dash where you actually have to hold down right Mm -hmm. so you're actually spending time conveying that information by holding it down and pressing all right greg it sucks you're right okay it does suck so T9 um, still sucks because you have to press, what, like uh, the max is three? No, no, no. So that's, that's ABC text. T9 was predict like the first predictive text. So you didn't have to say – so you know how like your one button is A, B, and C, and traditionally you'd have to be like, if I want to see, I have to push one, one, one. Yeah, yeah. T9 would, would be predictive text. So if I was spelling 
I don't know why the first word that came to me was cunt, but <laughs> you could just go one. So it would be three. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd push um, one. Was you'd, that really T9, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the basis of T9. It was like predictive fast text. It was it – was, the, but I think the I think the predictive nature of T9 came later. Oh no, you're right. T9 is a predictive text technology. Who knows more than the technology Shit. genius? I now own your title. And nine has uh four letters as uh W X Y and W X Y and Z. Yeah, it would be four. Because yeah. they're like the least yeah, common, four. right? That was a really pixelated picture right there. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, so I thought that that T9 was was um, like pressing mm, for no, C. You have to press it three text. times. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's what I thought that T9 was. See, here's the difference. But you learn something new of, every day. Of me being two years your senior. Mm-hmm. There's a big evolution jump there. In there is in the world of cell phones. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, um, like I, I remember I had, I had a Nokia actually the first run in I had with the cell phone was, uh, uh, a friend Anto, his dad had a cell phone and, uh, it was one of those like big brick gray mm-hmm. things. Like, oh even yeah. The gray one. Nokia. Oh I, yeah. My dad like had the, the gray one, big black foldy one that like the, the cover was for the keypad and it was just like a plastic sleeve. It was such garbage. Yeah. And he used to wear it on his belt amazing oh my god it was such a it was what a sight to see and so there's one that predates that yeah where it had it had a shoulder strap (laughs) (laughs) like very reminiscent you know when you watch world war ii videos and then they call in the 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 airstrike and they just have this big giant just a brick of a phone oh my god Ah, we need air support oh that's that's what um so inconvenient to carry you need a fucking backpack to carry your phone yeah isn't it kind of weird though that we went from giant phones and then the the fad was can we get these things as small as fucking possible? Yeah. And now there's iPhone 11 Pro or Plus or whatever the fuck they're called now and they're almost the same size, just thinner and nicer, but yeah. Well, I, I think it's a a byproduct of how we consume uh material and media now. So think about like back in the day, it was like you're just consuming text, right? And it was a, a black and white screen, just pixels, right? You're not really... I think that they did have maybe like Netscape or something on, on the older phones, but you weren't really... Um, Doing anything, You weren't yeah. consuming video content, right? Like you weren't... That's true, yeah. You weren't consuming pictures. Um, so that stuff really lends itself to um, uh, like large megapixels and then larger screens, right? Because who wants to watch a YouTube video? Uh, or any sort of video on 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 a small screen, right? Mm-hmm. So it got smaller and smaller and smaller because everyone was consuming text, and you know doesn't really you don't really need a lot of screen real estate to read text, right? That's like fair. you just scroll, and then we started getting into videos, and then everything got bigger and bigger. You know what happened is when porn became an online thing, you realize you can yeah. get porn Actually, on your screen, and then you're just like, I need a bigger screen for porn. Yeah, no, that's like you'd be surprised how much the porn industry actually changes, uh, just technology. We sound in like you know it's something crazy. about this. So, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't really uh, have much to say. Like the um, so on the second floor, um, in my office building, um, is where Giffy Cat or Jiffy Cat, however you uh, choose to pronounce it. Um, so their headquarters are uh, in my building. And um, uh, I know the, the CEO, Dan, um, and it's really interesting talking to him about uh, 
kind of their, their company overhead because it's all server costs, right? And it's all caching and stuff like that. So GiphyCat is kind of uh, like most of the GIFs that, that you see on Reddit are all hosted on, on GiphyCat. Um, so they, they kind of found out over the years that um, they are just predominantly porn. They're all pornography. Hmm. Um, that's what all their gifts are. And uh, it's really interesting listening to their CEO talk. Man, Giffy sort of Cat like, is an Edmonton company? That's cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Um, it's really interesting kind of looking at his evolution about where he spends his time. And now he's at like pornography conferences and uh, trade shows and stuff like that um, just to learn more about the industry. Um, like what what a badass job you're the ceo of a giant scaling uh media company and you just go to pornography trade shows all day that's that crazy he's got a hard life he's probably so decent a hard life think ha. of how much yeah unintended pun good job john imagine how desensitized you get to you know i remember like being a kid and the internet dial up and i think we maybe talked about this before but you'd like google boobs not even google at that time i don't even remember what maybe ask jeeves or maybe yahoo was a thing i don't know you just yeah, try ask, and find yeah. a picture of boobs and it'd be the most pixelated thing and you'd, you'd be so fucking happy and now hey john I, I remember typing 8008 on my calculator and, and getting a boner <laughs> <laughs> and now you know a handful of years later 20 years later search history gets real dark <laughs> it, it's great so now um with the kind of the pressure on tech media giants to uh kind of keep track of of what data they're storing about you as you're kind of using their free technologies and i put free in scare quotes because you know it's not really free they're kind of looking at our data right yeah they're, you're the product right if it's free you're the product exactly yeah for sure um, but it's cool that now with especially all the GDPR laws, um, which are basically like the European privacy laws, um, have kind of they're very, very stringent and have kind of forcing companies to uh, let you know as a consumer, like what, what they have on you. Right. So you can actually go do a dump of your Google data and uh, see. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's wait. Wait. Yeah. How do, is it? How do they know? Like, can I look up anyone's? google data no 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 your your google data so you sign into your google account oh, and you can look at like so it's just all the data that they have on you. okay yeah. yeah 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 so you, you can actually look that stuff up which is um i i, I haven't done it yet because you don't want to know who knows i don't, don't want to know because so I, I go down a lot of youtube rabbit holes john that's fair um i i have a couple google accounts like i have the jumbled google and i have the the good boy Johnny account and the naughty boy Johnny account. But I don't I don't think I don't I'm not typically signed into any of my Google accounts for I think for that reason. That I, I just I just wanna I wanna be creepy anonymously, you know? I so you don't get pure anonymity unless you're using Tor, right? Mm, like no unless doubt. you're using the onion router, um, you have an IP address that is relatively static like it, it it is dynamic in that um your isp reassigns your your ip address every like month or something like that but typically you know people can figure out that yeah. it's it, well at least like your router right mm -hmm. so they, they don't know 
who within uh, your local area network is the cause of like that search query, um, unless you're like signed into account um, or you have cookies on that specific computer with that MAC address. Um, but they, they, they can figure it out. They can figure it out. So the only way you get pure anonymity is um, like the onion router hmm. or doing some sort of like VPN proxy. I'm I'm kind of intrigued, but also terrified, but maybe more intrigued. I don't know. Hey, have you been on the um, the deep web before? No, I don't even know how to get. Uh, how do you get deeper than than the YouTube rabbit hole? I don't like. I am so weirdly old in that sense. Like in my office, there's a few older ladies, and whenever they have technology issues, they're like, "Hey, can you come look at this?" I'm like, no (laughs) like i get that i'm in my 30s and you're like 50 and you think that i should naturally know everything about this computer but man i i google that's what that's probably my most use for google is why the fuck is my computer doing this my current challenge maybe you'll know an answer to this which i did discover today i think is a google chrome thing is that i get notifications from this thing called gear junkie all the time and it is fucking driving me crazy hmm and then today I was trying to sort it out and it looked like it was maybe coming from Google Chrome, which fuck you, Google Chrome, quit trying to sell me shit. I have no issue spending my money. I don't need your advertisement. So who do you think is advertising? Like, is it a, like a mailing list that they have you on? No, or it's it just actually like, pop, like a Google it just Chrome pops up on my computer. And I, I don't know. I've never really tested if it's because typically I leave Google, like I leave Chrome open on my mm-hmm. personal computer. So yeah. I get just random pop-ups, which I thought was maybe a Windows 10 thing because I'm more of a Mac guy, but you know my PC upstairs is for gaming. So mm-hmm. it's like a whole new world for me, and I fucking hate it. Um, and I just kept getting these notifications. And when I built Ali's computer, she didn't she didn't have the, any of that stuff. So I know because I bought a pre-packaged computer that there's a bunch of ad bullshit on it um, that I should. So worse when clear computers out. come with bloatware. Oh my god, my computer. Ali was giving me shit today. I had to rest- I have to restart my computer like every few days because it just sometimes it won't load programs and it takes so fucking long to restart. And my computer is a year and a half newer than Ali's and hers runs like the day I built it. And mine is maybe not even two years old and it is such a hunk of shit. I seriously sometimes want to just crush it. You know how I like to break things when I'm angry. So it takes every ounce of strength in me sometimes, especially when everyone's waiting for me to get on to game. And I'm like, oh, I have to restart my computer. And then it <laughs> takes 20 minutes. I, I have noticed that. And we do make fun of you for that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because <laughs> then I'm restarting, but I can hear Allie shit talking right next to me while I'm just like, oh, come on, computer. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this? I hate you PCs. None of my Macs have this issue but we we should totally um kind of dive into um the deep web and the dark web yes tell me tell me about this this deep web if you've never been there because it's fascinating this is this is a legit question someone asked me the other day of like how what is the deep or dark web and how do you get there do you just google dark web and you're like poof in a whole new world like how does it work well so like you can you can Google, you know, how do I get on the the dark web or something like that? And uh, there'll probably be a tutorial that teaches you how to do it. Um, 
probably you end up on a list or something if, if you're searching that <laughs> i'm not too sure um because there's but, really okay, not look, many reasons legit what are some legitimate reasons i guess if you like are desperately in need of an organ transplant who can i sell a kidney on the dark web oh for sure <sighs> daddy's, undoubtedly daddy's getting a new car um i i would that would be ill-advised i have but, to but you could do it you, you could do it um so let me let me look this up really quick because i, I don't want to mislead listeners so you're volunteering here. to be on a list is what you're saying well i've, I've already searched how to do it so I, i'm on <laughs> i'm on that list <laughs> wherever it is oh, so, so i'll just, bite the bullet for everybody else thank you for sacrificing your uh your internet anonymity for a jumbled podcast you're a great man you're very welcome listeners uh, okay, so uh, there's two different things, the deep web and the dark web. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't get um, I didn't even my, know that. Uh, yeah, so the deep web is just anything that isn't indexed um, by wait, search wait. engines. What is, oh, so like tagged if you were to Google? So you can't yeah, search so, it? Um, so when you make a website, mm-hmm. um, you can put a file in the, the root directory of your website, and mm-hmm. it's called robots.txt. And in there, you can turn off crawlers. So basically, when Google sends its uh, spiders, mm-hmm. uh, so like search spiders to your website through links, um, you can tell them to go away. Um, so basically, if someone tries to search keywords that are on your page, it won't be indexed. So no one can ever find it through a hmm. search engine. They would need the direct link to your web page in order to access complex it. i'm assuming oh it doesn't have to be like i, I can make um you know greg burlett.ca and turn robots.txt turn all the crawlers off and uh if anybody searched for like keywords on that site or search my name uh it wouldn't show up in in, in uh, search results hmm. so that's an example of uh like the deep web um so the dark web is part of the deep web in that it's not immediately accessible through Google or Ask Jeeves, our favorite search engine. <laughs> I wonder if that uh, so, still around. I, actually, hold on. Ask Jeeves. dot com. That'd be amazing if it's still up. The little butler. It it is. They don't have the butler anymore. But yeah, that's hmm. fascinating. Oh, I miss the butler. Um. So so the dark web. Um. Okay, so now you need to to access the dark web. Uh, you can't just go into your Chrome browser or Safari or anything like that um, and and type in a link. Um, so everything on the dark web is suffixed by dot onion, and it's called dot onion because uh, and it's called the onion router. So that's called Tor. Um, so Tor is, think of it like a technology that um, gives you anonymity while you're browsing. Um, mm-hmm. And it gives you anonymity while you're browsing by pinging, um, basically sending your requests between a whole bunch of different computers around the world. Um, so if I wanted to access a website or I want to send you a message, um, everybody that's on Tor um, think of it kind of like a, a P2P network, so kind of like you're torrenting. Mm-hmm. So you're hopping between one peer, and then that person is acting like 
uh, a proxy or a router, like a middleman, basically that's hot potatoing, uh, taking your request and sending it to another random person around the world. And then they're taking that and sending it to another person and another person and another person. Um, and essentially, it's kind of like the layers of an onion because uh, there's so many different um, you know, people that have touched it and so many different layers. Uh, that's why they call it the onion. Hmm. Um, so all of the the links are something something dot onion. Um, so kind of like the, the first place that people go uh, when they get on the dark web is uh, the Silk Road. Um, it did get shut down. Um, wait, wait, you got to explain what this is first. No, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going okay, to. Okay, okay, good, good. Um, so the Silk Road is basically a marketplace for like anything illicit ever. So like um, this is so where I'd sell my kidney. Yeah, you can sell your kidney. Um, it's a place to buy like any kind of drug that you want. Um, so typically uh, all transactions are done in Bitcoin. Um, and it's done in Bitcoin because it's a universal ledger um, that is anonymous. That um, was the so reason why Bitcoin was created, right? I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, like certainly, it was adopted by that community, um, but I don't know. I'm not sure if it was created for what? that community. I don't, I, I how do you say. create Bitcoin? I, I know I'm getting sidetracked. I have so many questions for you. I'm so intrigued right now. But I. I mean, I understand. Like. The concept of Bitcoin is your computer has to solve complex equations and then you get like a token for doing it, essentially. Is that? Uh, well, OK, so like the very basis of um, any sort of cryptocurrency is essentially like a, a decentralization of uh, transactional records. So the way that we currently keep track of transactions uh, in our society is through banks, right? Mm -hmm. So um, if I make a debit transaction, it goes through the, the bank that I'm currently with. Um, and then that's stored in a ledger. And then um, basically it's stored on my account and then they deduct the money and blah, 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 right? Um, same thing with credit cards. It goes through the credit card company, some middlemen, and then, to, um, then it's posted to my account. Um, so it's a centralized uh, recording of that transaction. Whereas Bitcoin is, by the very nature of it, is decentralized. So um, every single person has a record of transactions that occur, and they're all hashed. And hash is basically just like an anonymous, unique ID. You can think of it like that, right? So whatever transaction you're doing, it's assigned some unique value, and it's stored in a, a universal ledger. Um, and everybody keeps track of these values. Um, so that that's kind of like the basis of, of cryptocurrency was to take power away from banks. Um, I, I don't know if it was like a stick it to the man sort of thing, like why mm -hmm. it was created, but um, that that's essentially kind of like the main goal of it is, um, you know, screw banks. Let's um, let everybody kind of keep track of, of our transactional records and keep it anonymous. But how was the first Bitcoin created? Like that that's the part that we're like I don't understand. Well, John, okay, think think of it this way. Um you you and I, we can come up with uh jumbled bucks, right? Ooh, jumbled um, bucks. Okay, trademarked. Yep. So uh I have fifty jumbled bucks and uh you, you have fifty two. Zach gets nothing because yeah, he's well, not here. Fuck he's you, not Zach. here. So um all right, so we have a currency now. <laughs> 
that we can only um, use with each other. <laughs> yeah, but so so to with Bitcoin, right? If you don't have any Bitcoin, and sure. there is not a place that accepts Bitcoin, then it's just as worthless to you as jumbled bucks. That's fair. Okay. Right. So now we take um, our our log of our currency, and I have fifty jumbled bucks. You have fifty jumbled bucks. Uh, we'll write it down somewhere, and um, then we can get someone else that wants to buy a service from us. Who knows what that will be? And uh, then we will, um, or you know, other other way around. So we'll we'll pay this person, then they get a jumbled buck. And we write that down in our ledger that we gave away a jumble buck, and now we have a currency, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, I I don't know if um, if Bitcoin was created for the community or was just adopted by the community because because of the properties of it, right? Yeah. Um, so basically, if people were to buy you know illicit drugs and rocket launchers and stuff like that and put in their credit card information, anyone can figure out who they are. Right, like they could get their name, they can get their address. Um, so why even use Tor? Like, why go through all of that work just to track to credit card? Yeah, uh, yeah, to anonymize yourself, and then you put in your your information, right? Um, so if you are buying stuff on the, on the Silk Road, um, y- you're gonna want to set up like a a PO box or something like that. Um, something Which that is still traceable. It, right? yeah, like, yeah. So like. There comes a point where, like, everything can kind of be traced at the point where you're dealing with tangible things. Like, if I want to get my hands on something, someone needs to ship it to me, right? Um, and then, yeah, you're, you're kind of losing a little bit of an uh, anonymity. Um, so, I, I, I've never bought anything off the of Silk Road. I've just kind of, like, looked around. I'm so um, intrigued by what, like, what, like, the things that are on there. What is, does it look like an eBay page? <laughs> no, no. Typically, everything on the dark web looks like shit. Like it, it, it and not like um, like an Angel Fire from the '90s kind of website with a whole bunch of you know wacky gifts and stuff like that. Like everything just looks like um, like it's very plain looking. Um, like it kind of looks like a, like back pages or um, hmm. um, like Kijiji if you turned off um, or eBay if you turned off all the. Uh, style sheets and everything yeah. so it looked like pretty plain um, so nothing really looks that great to be honest um, hmm. so the Silk Road did get shut down by the FBI um, I'm, what not, I'm not name, sure by the, way. The, the FBI no or the Silk Road <laughs> Silk Road <yeah. laughs> the Silk Road it's a great name right um, yeah it's uh, so when you went to the, the Silk Road it was just various people posting um, stuff that they were selling so you could buy um, drugs um, like basically any kind of drugs that, that you want really um, you could do um, weapons ammunition um, with with them being unregistered mm-hmm. um, so they would kind of be like untraceable that was kind of the thing the idea yeah um, yeah and, and then all the way to rather innocuous stuff like 3d blueprints and stuff like that where it's not necessarily illegal but people just don't want to know that you're selling it kind of thing uh, i don't know um I'm like it really could be interested in what a kidney's going for these days because i got a tenant in the basement who really has been bugging me recently <laughs> just saying yeah 
make just a little like, extra cash, you, you know? know? Um, yeah, and then and then all the way, it, and then obviously, kind of like the thing with the dark web is like people like illegal pornography, right? Like child pornography and stuff like that, which is obviously like super legal and um, people which, use Tor to um anonymize themselves while they like, download mm-hmm. these images and, and yeah. stuff like that right I mean, so that, I'm, that i'm not opposed to i mean a, a legal firearm sales kind of shitty um you want to sell an organ i think that's cool you know do your thing you want to buy some drugs do your thing but there there's that's definitely the line where you know kind of fucked up so like uh, my, my mentality of like anything in in life is you do you so long as you're not hurting anyone else right yeah yeah that, i that's i say that all the time like do yeah. what makes you happy just don't be a dick yeah totally so I, i'm um, totally with that man this is like a whole new world i'm i like i want to try and figure it out but i know i'll probably just get really annoyed trying to figure it out so it, it's actually Okay, so there is a technical way to do it that involves like some setup and some code and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, people, since um, Firefox is uh, open source, meaning that you can get the source code and stuff like that, someone took that source code or a group of people and made it um, a dark hop- web Firefox. <laughs> yeah, make so you download this Firefox, um, so it, and it has Tor in Firefox. So you can also in in this Firefox browser um, that's kind of been you know retrofitted is you can go to regular websites but through Tor so you'll be completely anonymized and then you can also go to dot onion links as well hmm. so you can this go to this sound like a, this sounds like a good way to give your computer some serious uh, infections no I like I, I don't think so. Um, no. Yeah, I, I I don't think you're any more vulnerable than, than normal. If anything, you're kind of more protected because um, you, your stuff is hopping through so many different anonymized endpoints, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, like, you can still get yourself into a lot of trouble on the dark web, right? Like, just accidentally. Like, realistically, any rabbit holes you go down on YouTube, you're probably not going to end up in prison. Cause no. But when you're in this other area, there there's clearly some risk to stumble upon some stuff that you weren't intending to stumble across, which then yeah. puts you on another list. Stuff, uh, so stuff is pretty well marked. Um, like you kind of know if you're getting into an area where you don't want to be, mm-hmm. right? And then you just don't go there. Um, so it, it's not like you're going to come across it. An like image randomly like oh that, my god like oh go. oh i didn't mean to see that it's like well you, you did because you clicked on it right <laughs> um it's clearly <laughs> um but yeah so like anything like the last time that i was on the silk road before it got shut down um there was a hitman he's like I- i'll kill anyone you want um four thousand dollars that's it what that, that's what a human life costs what? to this person four thousand dollars and then it was something like fifteen hundred bucks. Uh, it was all in U.S. If you wanted a picture, because as he stated, a picture is more risky because you're you're you know you have evidence, right? Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I'm like four thousand dollars. It's insane. Like it probably wouldn't be a good job. 
<laughs> it makes me think about about the movie Hitman, and that was super inflated. Like the the cost of assassinating someone, or yeah, well, in yeah. like the well, the video game in the movies, you're like yeah. a millionaire, or like John Wick, for example. Yeah, but but in those um, in those video games, you're you're kind of taking down um, high profile targets, right? That's true too. Yeah, like this would be like you don't like your elementary school teacher. <laughs> I, I can whack her, sure. <laughs> I can whack her. <laughs> God, that is so weird. And you know this guy isn't using gloves or anything How, like that. I that that intrigues me so much because I just imagine in today's day and age, how do you like how can you truly get away with murder? Like you I just feel like you can't. Yeah, so like, I, I I've been listening to um this Canadian true crime podcast lately Ooh. and um, which is actually kind of well ironically voiced by an Aussie so she has an Aussie <laughs> accent talking about you know Canadian serial killers and stuff like that you, you um, can shout out this podcast because I want to know the name and I don't I, we don't I think it's called um, hold on let me make sure I got it I think it's called Canadian true crime true crime oh, podcast what a, what a complicated title yeah it's called guess. Canadian true crime by Christy Lee um, right. and, and it goes through um, like kind of some horrific ones, some really interesting ones. Uh, I'm listening to uh, the Robert Picton. It's a, a six-parter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who like fed prostitutes to his pigs. Yeah. Um, it's like super interesting. And so anyways, um, it's kind of crazy because she goes through the whole investigative stage, right? And uh, it's crazy how much footage that they have in the city. They're like, and then the cops picked uh, up security footage from across the street um, facing this way. And then the car went off and then they traced it on this interstate or not interstate. We don't have interstates in Canada, but traced it across this highway. And then they picked him up at, at this. And it's crazy. Like, you're totally right. Like, um, if you're in any sort of urban setting, setting there's no, there's no uh, way. Yeah. There's just there's so many security cameras. And people, because security cameras have become so cheap that they're accessible to the general population. And it, even if you go in um, suburbs in Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, Vancouver, like any any sort of major urban center, suburbs will have um, like video cameras. Doorbell uh, cameras. Yeah, yeah, doorbell cameras, all that kind I, of stuff, right? It makes you wonder, is this guy legit? How much money do you think he's potentially made? Or is this literally just the police fishing for? Yeah, for so there are... there are a lot of people that fish on there, um, like FBI agents, um, stuff like that. So there there's chat rooms. So FBI agents will pose as God, like I miss chat rooms. <laughs> so they'll pose as twelve year old girls and and you know try and get people to like come to them um and and just you know like snag pedophiles and stuff like that do you do you ever wonder how many middle-aged men you talk to as a young teen on in chat rooms thinking that it was 18 year old female from california because that was always the response uh well usually younger you'd be like (laughs) asl uh 14f cali yeah. Um, Why is it always California? I have no Cali idea. girls, man. There's something about them. I don't know. Uh, so almost exclusively men. California. Almost yeah. exclusively. 100%, John. Oh, man. I feel so used. <laughs> <laughs> I remember B 
being in junior high and, and just staying up till stupid hours in chat rooms, just randomly talking to people. ASL? 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 For our, our more senior listeners, uh, that stands for age, sex, location. And it was like the first question you would ask when someone would DM you. Although it wasn't, what did, it wasn't DM'd. It was like PM'd, private message. Yeah, PM'd, I guess, called. yeah. God, yeah. those are the good old days, man. Just And just being a troll in there, like the beginning of trolling, just yeah. pissing people Tro- off. Trolling really wasn't a thing back then, though. Like well, it, it really was. wasn't. You just didn't know what it was. You were just you were just like being an asshole to be an asshole, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess that's that's the definition of trolling, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. We it just it, it didn't have a title? Yeah. Yet. Um I did I someone sent me some funny uh Cyber Monday memes and it made me think about those days and I was like, man, 15 years ago maybe more 18 20 years ago cyber monday had a completely different meaning than it does now what did cyber monday used to be cybering was like internet sex and oh chatter. oh cybering yeah 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 and i don't know why i thought of that but i was just like huh was it only done on a monday well you could have done like a you know a celebration day i don't know i just oh. meant cybering in general oh which is also a really weird term for let's type sex yeah, and, and think about it now, John. Now, now there's like remote control vibrators that you can control with your partner from anywhere, from anywhere it's in the insane. world. From you can be you know, like 12, 12 hour time zone difference, um, diddling your girlfriend with a with a Wii vibe. It's crazy. <laughs> oh man! I, so we're our friend group here are, are doing a Secret Santa. And I won't say who I have, um, but I've been really trying to find a a funny but meaningful gift. And I was like, I Googled a bunch of like nerdy secret Santa ideas and funny secret Santa ideas. And I went down a little bit of a Amazon rabbit hole and it had friendship bracelets that were that connected Bluetooth to your phone, like to your phone number. Yeah. And that you could rub your friendship bracelet and it would vibrate on your other friend. And I was just, that's exactly what I thought. Okay. So that's almost exclusively being used as a vibrator. And <laughs> so that reminds me of like when you're, yeah, when, the, when you're pretty young, because the bracelet was really small, you know, like maybe like about the, the size of a golf ball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, okay, so you remember when you were really young and you go into Spencer's? I, I don't know if this store oh, man. exists Spencer, outside I... of Canada, but Spencer's is this store where you can just buy just the gamut of shit you don't need. Anything from dragon statues to bongs to flags to, like, dildos. Yeah. It, it was a weird store that just anyone could walk into. Yeah. And there was a time where they sold drugs in there um, before. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But before uh, it was uh, classified Is that a as real like thing? a. Or was that like an urban legend when we were kids? Because I remember that people being yeah. like, yeah, you can buy weed at Spencer's. We're like, what? No, you can't. Yeah. But someone always said they got it from Spencer's. Uh, yeah. I never, I never did. Yeah, I never got it either. Um, okay, so <laughs> so anyways, when, when you go into the, the sex toy area of Spencer's, and you're like 15 years old or something like that. So they sell vibrators there. But 
they're um, marketed as head massagers. Yes, that's like, right. You're like, okay, like, no one, no one is using this as a head massager. This is just a straight up vibrator. I really need this waterproof head massager for when I shower. <laughs> that is exactly what I need. Do you, do you think there was some dolt that bought that from Spencer's and was like, yeah, gave it to his wife? Here's his head massager. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone used that as marketed. Oh man, that's I miss that store. It, it that exists. Was one thing. There, let's go next time you're in town. Is it is it still in uh, Northwood Mall? Uh, that's that's the one I I remember. No, that so that one was um, San Francisco's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that that's also another store. It, it's like uh, that's exactly like Johnny described, like yeah. bongs and. Um, um disco balls uh, like just Sam, stuff you don't need right about, yeah um uh spencer's was in kingsway i remember spencer and yeah. spencer's bit, is now in london less yes a little bit higher class marginally higher class than san francisco yeah i would say so um yeah. i i always have these weird memory like this font i don't know if i should say font but a memory um of uh when i was a little kid and my dad my nights with my dad were like Tuesdays and Thursdays nights. And we would typically go to the mall and we would get like some head massagers, <laughs> some head massagers <laughs> with my dad. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> no, we would, uh, Look, we would dad. get like mall food, right? We'd go, we'd go to Northwood mall for the longest time. And, uh, we would get some kind of fast food in the mall and then we'd go to the shitty arcade and we'd play buck hunter. That's, that's uh, such an Alberta thing to do. It is such an Alberta thing. Or we would play some kind of video game. There was Buck Hunter. There was a NASCAR race car game that I fucking loved. Um, and then we would, you know, shop around and we'd always go to San Francisco. And I would always be like, look at this head massager. Yeah. There's just my there's dad, so many things. Just like, oh, you fucking <laughs> I can totally see your dad saying that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Oh man, I that mall. I I miss like true arcades. They're I, I they're they dying. Um, they, so they really are. Um, do you remember um Palladium in West yeah. Edmonton Mall? Um, so I, West Edmonton Mall. Um, to all of our American and other listeners, uh, one of the largest malls in the world. I think um malls in Dubai have now beaten it. I think that there's everything there's in Dubai ones. is bigger now. Yeah. yeah um so anyways there was this massive um arcade um, mall of america is its sister mall for our american friends who everyone in america knows what mall of america is and yeah. it's owned by the same people i believe oh really yeah oh, interesting um so palladium was uh, a two-floor massive arcade um it went out of business because Pretty quickly um so the reason that i heard why they went out of business is because um, they couldn't stomach the electricity costs of everything. Oh, isn't oh, that know, insane? I, think I remember hearing that too. Yeah, like they had so many machines, and the amount of money that they were charging couldn't beat uh, the overhead of powering all these stupid arcade machines. Isn't that insane? And like, yeah, and I, like, as as a business owner, like, you think you would factor that in? You, but... you would think that you would factor it in, but you kind of think like. Okay, well, I'm going to buy these machines. That's my that's my cost, right? I'm going to pay the the lease um, for the area, which is probably a lot of money because it was a big space, right? It was a big space. Um, and then I'm going to charge um, this amount per credit for a game, 
multiply that by how many people I think that I have. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be rich. Like that, that's probably like some the, failing the business, business model, right? <laughs> I'm going to pay some twerps six bucks an hour to swipe cards and take money. And yeah. Like I, I, I can see how the it would be of that. The timing of that was also really poor because it was, you could tell that arcades were starting to die. Yeah. Um, as internet became stronger and better and like online gaming became more of a thing and yeah. kids were staying in to play video games. Yeah. Console gaming exploded. And in the, the idea was, yo, these, some of the, like there were some decent sized art. There were two decent sized arcades in West Edmonton mall for a while. I remember there's one in the food one court in the food court. Was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, yo, this model is dying. So what do we got to do? Make it even Make bigger, it bigger and more expensive. <laughs> So these little shitheads who are barely can afford to play in the arcade now will come and spend more money, but it's this cool thing. John, I remember that. Y- you sound yeah. like uh, Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. <laughs> <laughs> no one I'll can afford this shit. Let's make it bigger. Let's and make more it more expensive. <laughs> so they want it even more. So they want it. That's incredible. That's... <laughs> oh man i'm such an apple fanboy i don't like i'm very clear when people are about like why do you have an iphone and it's not because i think it's better it's literally because i have a stupid brain is the only phone i know at this point that's that's the truth um that's fine it it takes time to learn new interfaces and and new ways of interacting right how complex yeah Yeah. i'm an old man now greg yeah um what do you think about um the Mm -hmm. uh, cineplex push for basically Pladium 2.0 which is how like cineplex movie theaters had dinky arcades that were good like to me that made sense when you're waiting for your movie you have to go early or whatever you're making an afternoon of it you spend five bucks fucking around in arcade to now they have um what are they called um something box i think they're like the adult arcades. It's like it's just another version of the arcade, but it's owned by Cineplex, and they have like a bar and a restaurant in it. Have you heard of those? There's there's one in. Um, is it like the VIP whatever it is, where you can order drinks and all that kind of stuff? Not not the VIP like theater. It's yeah. not a theater. It's just a big arcade owned by. Fuck, it's gonna drive me. I have to Google it. Um, it's but it's the exact same idea. Of, oh, um, an, yeah, 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 yeah. And I know what you're talking about. I've been there before um there, there's one massive one um in edmonton um trying to maybe yeah so they they have um they used to have axe throwing in there the rec room the rec room yeah 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 totally um so they had axe throwing in there and then mm-hmm. um i think that they had um uh vr headsets in there where you could go like yep. shoot zombies and all that kind of stuff yeah it looked yeah. really cool so exact same concept of palladium rec room just took it even further stupid to let's have all these awesome things and i remember before they opened one in calgary there's a bunch of advertisements i was like okay like nostalgic i miss arcades mm-hmm. it was cool you could there were games you could get tickets and uh but then they also had vr and like this cool augmented reality rock climbing wall yeah. and you know all this shit and i was <clears> like all right cool so i go in and i you know i drop 50 bucks on the on this like swipe bracelet thing that you yep. use to access and then I go to like I want to do this batting cage. Like, oh no, this is extra. Like, what? Yeah. Well, same with Why the the, the VR area. Yeah. yeah. 
So then I go to VR, and they're like, no, 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 this is also extra. I was like, what the fuck do I get with this $50 bracelet? And they're like, yeah. oh, you can play skee-ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You can throw some balls at some clown heads. There you go, buddy. Yeah. There was a beer pong arcade game, which I found quite hilarious <laughs> and also kind of weird. Like, who wants to play that? I, and I don't think they're doing that well, honestly. The food was decent, but interesting concept, poor execution. I think poor they, have a, they have a live venue in there, too. Some of them do. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm. We um we went to um, uh, an augmented reality um, Star Wars exhibit there. Um, it was actually pretty damn cool. Like I think it was my coolest interaction with with VR that I've had to date. Um, so like the only other time I've played VR has been with PlayStation and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. I will yeah, it, it's cool. There, there's some cool experiences that, that you can have with that, and I have a Google Cardboard as well, um, though it makes me sick because the the frame rates are yeah, it's like right up to your face. Um, so the, this um, Star Wars thing that they had, you put on the VR set, you have a, a haptic suit that you put on um, over your chest. Is that- is that the thing that like vibrates or yeah. pushes or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it'll vibrate when you get hit. Um, and you walk through. So all of the cables go up to the ceiling. And you walk through uh, a real environment. But everything in your VR is mapped to that real environment. So everything was Star Wars themed. Um, we were, you're all stormtroopers. So when you go and look at your buddy. So it was four of us that did it. When you go turn mm-hmm. sideways and look at your friend. They're a stormtrooper, and uh, awesome. you you pick up uh, real weapons, like not real weapons, of course, but like yeah. fake weapons, blasters, blasters, yeah. and you look at them, and they're like actual blasters, and you can pull the trigger, they shoot in the world, and uh, when you get hit, you get vibrated. Um, there was parts where, uh, so you're in the, uh, the magma world from Star Wars where. Um, uh darth vader uh like his Mm -hmm. home world uh god my uh star wars geography is failing me um tisk tisk that's okay i I can't remember the name of it anyways um so you go out onto this um this uh area above the lava and you have to step onto this uh this like floating platform over the lava and they actually heat up the room and had like flames shoot at you and you're like holy shit it, it was crazy how much was this and can i do it now uh I, i'm not sure if they still have it and i think it was like i don't know like 30 bucks it was pretty accessible i would pay but it 30 was bucks for it that. was really cool um it was just how long like were a, you in there for um maybe like seven minutes something like that Ooh, 30 bucks for seven minutes is a little steep but i'd probably give it yeah. a go honestly like that it, sounds it, pretty cool it was novel enough where it, it was it was worth it like it i, I thought like it, it was pretty cool it, it was nothing that i had experienced before um yeah, which i'm that's down for paying money for right like i thought yeah. that was pretty cool i'm really <clears throat> tired of people trying to take advantage of my nostalgia and that that is like the current thing right is everything let's throw back to when you were a kid and you'll pay for it and I have in the past, and I'm starting to say fuck you to that. Well, look, my... look at Disney right now. Every single movie oh, yeah, that they're remake. releasing is like a remake of something that you loved when you were a child, right? And I don't think any of those movies are actually that good. I just think it's people wanting them to be good because yeah. of their memories. Well, I think uh, like I never saw Toy Story 4, I think they're at. Something I, yeah, like I didn't that. watch that one either. Like, I heard it was pretty good. 
but like i can't say yeah that's fair yeah um so full circle yeah back to phones did you see that there's a new motorola razor coming out no i didn't and that's it's a flip phone okay the screen is a clamshell and the engineering behind it is fucking incredible in my opinion that you can have this screen is it, that... is it two screens or it's a no, single it's, it's like well i i think the way i looked at it ali showed me a video and truthfully i was driving to regina at the time when she saw it and she like played this video and i was kind of watching it yeah. out of my peripheral while i was driving don't fault me <laughs> i was being safe i wasn't really paying attention but she was mesmerized by it and the way she was describing it to me it was kind of this weird i'm driving and i have this screen like kind of in my far corner periphery while i'm looking forward and Ali's giving me like closed captioning uh what's going on yeah. play by play and the way she described it is that it's one screen that bends and that you can snap it closed and i know that was like the big push for for the razors and the crazers like when you hung up on someone you just like slam that bitch and just <laughs> that, it was that, cathartic like, that sound you know and even now thinking about that sound, I can hear it. I can't replicate it, but I can hear it. And I'm just like, oh, I love that. And I remember just sitting, like flicking my phone open and then closing it, flicking it. Like, even I, I remember I used to, um, like on my, on my old flip phone, I used to take the antenna and spin it really fast. And then the, the uh, flip part would open up as it's spinning and then close as it did oh the 360. God, yeah. You did that too? All the tricks you could do with your phone, just like. And the yeah. beauty of that was if you drop that thing, didn't fucking matter. Yeah, they, they never broke. They never broke. Yeah. Well, I th- so I think I, the um the screen technology has changed because now everything I'm, is like really glass, right? Like if you drop it, oh, it's, super it's, glass. it's pretty done. I I have traditionally been a no case guy on my <clears> phones, <throat> and I recently upgraded to iPhone 11 Pro. Yeah. And. I bought a case because I'm fucking terrified of this thing. And I dropped it yesterday and I was just like, oh no. And I picked it up and it was okay, thankfully. So case is doing its job. Do you, do you um, have one of those um, glass screen protectors that go over top? No, I hate, yeah, I hate those. I hate screen protectors. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, a one of my colleagues at work. She's about, about our age. Um, she has one of those screen protectors that it it was like the real glass screen yeah. protector yeah I, I have one it's of those like online. cracked but it, it's cracked and i was like why do you have that yeah just well, well just it take saves it off my screen from cracking i was like yeah but it it, it, it is cracked horrible <laughs> just take it off well then my screen will break but your screen's already broken yeah and like you can get a new screen it, pretty cheap it gives you a second chance like just go get if she's worried about that just go get another screen protector it's like yeah, 20 I, bucks. it drives me nuts because she'll also complain about how like it's it's not reading her finger. I'm like, then take your fucking screen protector off. Okay, well that's that's and, a little absurd. Yeah, I gotta and say, and I I ran an iPhone 10 for almost two years and never used a case. Well, I shouldn't say never. I had a battery pack case for a while, um, but I never had a screen protector. And when the phone's off, yeah, you can see some scratches on the screen. But when the thing's on, I never saw them. Never saw them. So yeah. I'm not that paranoid about scratches <clears throat> on my screen. Obviously, I don't want it to break. Um, I learned that iPhone 10s are uh, water resistant. Yeah, I, I think I remember them advertising that. Like they were I doing underwater pictures or something like that. Only to a certain and depth, though. 
Yeah, um, well, I learned that when my iPhone 10 fell into the toilet. Um, <laughs> well done, John. Well done. It was it was in my my pants pocket, yeah. like my front pants pocket, and I was wearing dress pants that were a little bit a little bit tight, mm-hmm. showing off the booty, you know. Yeah. Um, and the pockets were shallow, and you know, finished doing my my business, and went to pull up my pants, and I heard this like. I could feel it slip out. Oh no! And it was like slow motion where I was like, "No!" And I like go to catch it and push it off the stall wall, and then it rebounds like Scotty Pippen shooting a free throw right into the toilet. Screen's okay though, right? Un unflushed. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) It's water resistant, but is it feces resistant? (laughs) And I had this moment where I was just like, fuck, <laughs> and pull it out. Luckily, it was hovering on the top, mostly. It had some good structural support. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, pull the toilet paper roll, like, just, whew, like, I'm spinning the Wheel of Fortune. And I get this massive ball of toilet paper, and I'm like, trying to pull off all the water and particles off and i like throw it into the bathroom sink and i wash it with like at this point i'm like this phone is probably fucked so who cares um and uh and then i throw it in the bathroom sink and i just dump soap on it and i'm like scrubbing it and like like oh my god turn it off and try and clean it and then i'm like drying it out and then i'm like googling oh do i need to get like the old bag of rice or whatever and then everyone thing was like oh yeah water iphone 10 is water resistant up to 10 meters or something you, you, you and, uh, think like, um oh. so every company does um like quality assurance right before they yeah. release like their new thing except for maybe maybe elon musk and his cyber truck um <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor cyber truck oh he did sell like two hundred thousand units or yeah, something stupid his, like his that pre-sales so. were 200k uh units not even <laughs> not even 200 yeah <laughs> units yeah, that's pretty nuts. Um, so, anyways, do you think that um, Apple's quality assurance for these phones was like actually dropping them into shitters? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I should probably email Apple and say, "Yo, it might have been the structural integrity of of my turd, but the phone lasted, and I had no problems. I thought for sure I'd have problems. Washed it, disinfected it, <laughs> no problems." Honestly, John, you should email. Uh, uh cook email the ceo of apple so um that's kind of been like the ceo of apple's um thing um oh really yeah so they if you look on like just google uh tim cook's email you can find it it's it's like do you think it's actually his email it is it is is. email um so i i don't think that he reads all of them but he does read some of them periodically Mm -hmm. um and he has been known to respond to people on that I'm email gonna, I'm going to email him tomorrow. It's something like... I'm going um, um, to find this email and I'm going to email him tomorrow and share this story and talk about how impressed I am with Apple. That being said, I sold that phone uh, roughly two weeks later. And I did post on my Facebook if anyone was looking for an iPhone 10. I had a few people interested. And I was like, eh, I don't think I want to sell you this phone. So I just like ignored everyone who said they were interested and sold it on Kijiji to some dude. You, you like um, selling um, uh, personal effects with um, 
personal excrements on it, don't you? <laughs> because I seem to remember um, buying your old Honda off you uh, <laughs> for 500 bucks uh, with some urine in the wheel wells. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly what you said you're like greg i don't know if i want to sell this to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was so terrified my biggest fear like i hate i hate selling especially at the time when we were kids like 500 bucks was a lot of money back then yeah you know and i was so terrified and that, like i put that i ran that car through the ringer like it has seen some shit as you know yeah. um and I was terrified that I would sell you this car and then something super bad would happen and that it would like potentially impact our friendship. And I, you know, looking back now, I think our friendship was strong enough that we would have gotten through that. Yeah. But like, that's well, a not if I burned alive ones. in the interior of this car, John. Well, there's also that. <laughs> um, that would have put a really traumatic end to our friendship. <laughs> but you... You like I was so proud of you. Like you fixed that thing up. I did. It was nicer than the day I bought it. And you you had that thing for quite some time. I, I love that was seriously my favorite car. I I look back I was, on that car with with such nostalgia and um like almost like a romanticism. It's like oh it's my first car. It's like the first thing that's like a big purchase that's mine. Yeah. And I remember um uh like fixing up the interior and putting you know subwoofers in it and like fixing you up the gear shift so yeah i just car, learned right? so much on it it was fantastic i loved it, it was so much fun mm-hmm. and uh, i had a different color hood on it and it was black yeah, yeah black hood white car that's because i had to replace it yeah probably from pick and pull uh, or something like that uh no i rear-ended a lady who cut me off and it was a cla- counted as an at fault for me mm because I technically rear-ended her, even though I had a witness. Yeah. Like I, she cut me off and I slammed on the brakes. Like she was trying to, she was in the far right lane. I don't know. This is like 2004 and we all know my concussion history. Um, <laughs> so I remember I was driving and she like came across two lanes and I was on 82nd street and she like slammed on her brakes to try and get over left. And I hit my brakes and I still rear-ended mm-hmm. her. Not that bad. So like, really, it was it was her fault. It was her yeah. fault, but insurance was like, "Well, you rear-ended her, so it's automatic your fault." Yeah. Um, I remember I was so pissed because I had I had to borrow money from my parents to pay for her car, so we didn't go through insurance because mm. otherwise I've been just fucked. Um, so I had to replace the hood and and some little little things and, but yeah, you took that car so much further, and I, I remember you buying. You're like, it just. I just need it for like a few months, you know, a year or so, like no problem. And like you had it for, I, I had it like, I had it for, I think two years. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was so good. That was a good car. That was a fun car. It was really good. And then I sold it to Mike Dillon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much did you sell it to him? A thousand for? bucks. Oh my God. Beauty. Oh man. But I there's also fucked. inflation inflation well you put a lot of it was I actually in good shape. I, so, I put a lot of work like I, I took apart like a lot of the engine block and like scrubbed it like it was actually in immaculate shape after yeah it was like a brand new car yeah. I I think I bought that car for I remember I bought it in like Sherwood Park and I think the guy had it listed for like 2500 mm-hmm. and I got him down to like 18 because it was like burning some oil and I was like being nitpicky about some stuff and he was just like yeah yeah get rid of it I don't care 
So, I mean, it's pretty good. And then I crashed it, you fixed it, and then sold it. So, you know, yeah, good. I wonder, wonder where that car is these days, you know? I wonder. Um, be Probably pretty easy to. Dead. No, I, it's a Honda. It's still, it's still moving. I guarantee it. <laughs> 1990 I mean, Civic DX hatchback. That that thing is still kicking. Manual with some sick exhaust. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That thing. Uh, my uh, parents could, big could hear fart can. <laughs> a fart can. <laughs> Just a giant crop duster. Oh man, that thing was so much fun to. I remember that car feeling so fast when I was a kid. Like it was like a little go kart, and I I remember it, just driving and feeling so low to the ground. Um, as the turning was good. Um, the only thing was that it didn't have power steering. You got an arm workout. You really did. You really Old did. Old Willow arm. <laughs> good arm. <laughs> a little bit of background. Uh, I was quite a scrawny teenager, and uh, my friends used to call me Willow Arms. Old Willow yeah. Arms. Like you know that that Harry Potter tree, uh, the, the Whomping Willow. Willow. Like that. That was me. I. Uh... <laughs> with a little bit less womp that's right <laughs> more like a wimp the wimping willow <laughs> oh man ali so ali and i um every once in a while we go through a thing where we try and have like a snuggle day or a snuggle weekend okay um and we did it a few months ago and we watched all of the extended cuts of lord of the rings very basically cool. in one weekend it was a fucking haul but it was awesome and we just snuggle the dogs order food i like give up on the diet, eat literally everything I can see. Um, and then this past Sunday, uh, Allie was like, Hey, let's, you know, we've been really busy. Like let's do a snuggle day and let's, let's do Harry Potter. Um, so we watched, that's a commitment. There's a lot of movies there. Well, we watched three and a half, three and a bit of the Harry Potters. And it's really cool to watch those movies again. And also really weird to think that the first one came out in like 2002 was it that old i think it was 2002 and uh and but like seeing things like the whomping willow came up and it made me think of you and i was like, yeah, <laughs> they're actually they're good movies i, they, I think they honestly like, I, I think are they're, they're and there's good. there's cool things that i i see now as an adult that i didn't really see as a kid because i i read the books the first four i think i think i read the first four up to goblet of fire yeah. and then i was like oh i don't want to read these because I'm I'm a dumbass. Um and then I watched the movies but kind of like with I remember going to see them with like my mom and my little sister like it was like a family thing and I was still kind of being like a snotty teenager like I don't want to see a stupid movie. Mm-hmm. Um but now I watch them there's just little things that's cool like Hogwarts campus changes in every every movie at least the first 3 that I've watched and like Ali pointed it out and I was like oh what 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 yeah. changes about it? Just the landscape where um fuck what's what's the caretaker's name the big guy hagrid like where his house is um just like a a bunch of shit like that um just like little weird magical details and and stuff and these are pretty fucking good movies i'm excited to keep going to be honest they're really fun i like them i i remember um uh in language arts class in junior high um we read harry potter and then um we went to the movie because it just came out and we did uh mm-hmm. we had to write a compare and contrast essay on on the differences between the the book and the movie and you know in la when you, you basically just make up a whole bunch of shit 
like like yeah. critical think stuff that isn't there. That's how I got through high school. <laughs> That's how I'm getting Every through class. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, baby. Um, yeah, so that, that was pretty cool that, um, you know, we, we actually like in school went to go see Harry Potter. I thought that was pretty cool. That is that is a that is pretty sweet. You know, that's like modernizing education to fit the current student culture. You know, yeah. I, and I can appreciate that. Thinking of thinking about that and teachers, and you know, obviously some of our our close friends have become teachers. Um, and hearing the amount of effort they put into lesson planning mm-hmm. and how they try and keep it relevant, and I just have so much more of appreciation for the effort my teachers put that I was probably a snothead too yeah um so you know what good on you all your teachers for doing your best i appreciate you yeah because you really impact uh everyone's life like just thinking back to some of the teachers um that i had mr M- mr Klimper. mr i was I just going never, to say mr Klimper. i will never forget <clears throat> i bet you studyphysics.ca is still still up i'm gonna check because uh, so mr Klimperg was, was um just an inspirational um really outgoing just cared about everyone and and them learning it's science still it's the same fucking website is it this is incredible i'm gonna go back and take physics <clears throat> 30 again I, I i saw him at um i think him and his kid um <clears throat> at at some like uh convention that was going on at the convention center and i went up to him and i said Hey, Mr. Klimberg, you probably don't remember me. I was in your uh, grade 12 uh, physics class. I just want to say thank you for um, getting me interested in science because that, mm-hmm. that was totally you. And uh, now I have a, a career path in it. And um, it just thanks for making it fun and exciting. And he was just like taken aback. And he's like, thanks. Thanks for coming up to me. Like he was kind of just like, well, I didn't expect that. Yeah, uh, I uh, that's really sweet. Um, I actually emailed him when I graduated university and kind of said the same thing because, like, in high school, I was working in trades and I had no desire to go to university. Like, it was never a thought process, mm-hmm. and it actually took quite a bit of work to me to get into university because I fucked around so much in high school. Uh, I I bailed on the physics 30 diploma exam because I thought I was failing it and was like, well, there's no point in taking this test, so I'm. I'm going to go work and make some, you know, make my 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gave me so much shit. He's like, why did you not show up to the test? You had a 70%, you dumbass. So I accidentally failed physics 30 because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. And my, and my mom was going to hear this. Really <laughs> pissed. <laughs> um, so when I decided to go to university, like I went to university two years after high school, I had to like get my transcripts from, from, uh, from high school and like had to get a recommendation letter from a couple of profs saying that like I had potential and like all this shit. And then I got to university and was an honor student because I learned that I actually cared about school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when I graduated, cause I had taken science classes in, in university. Um, and I always remembered Klimberg, like his, his teaching style, just like, even though I did not care about physics, he made it fun he did. and I liked it for that. And I sent him an email basically saying the same thing. Like, I know I was a shit in high school and I, I'm sorry, but I really appreciated like 
you made a difference in my life and now I've gone to university and whatever. And, and he like sent me a, like a quick email back of like, thanks for, I'm glad to hear everything's going well. And that, like, that's, I appreciate that has to be out. so impactful. Yeah, like it, I don't think that there's many careers where you get that, that level of like longitudinal, uh, like you can see how you're impacting people. I guess like social workers uh, would get that. Um, I don't know. Like, like, yeah. like I'm thinking in my career path, like when, like if I was working at some tech company, when they're the, like, when am I then experience something like that? You know? Well, you know, I mean, I think you'll have employees that at some point will reach out to you and say, Hey, thanks yeah, for could be. being a good mentor. Could be. I, I had, I had a, an experience just very much like that. Um, this, well, I guess in November, not this month, cause we're in December now. And that was like one of my first moments where I was like, oh, maybe I am making a difference. Maybe I am not a bad person. <laughs> well, I certainly think you're a good person, John. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. But it's just, it's like you said, though, it's you never really think about it from like our necessarily, I mean, definitely your line of work is probably more complex. Um, but to, you know, to have like an employee come back and say, hey, I appreciate your leadership style and I see what you're doing and it, it's really making a difference to me. So that'll happen, Greg. I'm sure that'll happen. Well, yeah, that, that would be but, nice. But I, I was thinking like, yeah, you're like going to create something that's going to solve a major problem with your big old brain. That's, you're not going to like, that's, that's my prediction. I still think as a, I'm looking forward well, to it. That's very kind, John. I, I still think as a, as a teacher, you you have more opportunity to provide oh, impact to like a broad, like oh, like def- deep rooting impact because they're, they're yeah. young and you're still kind of like forming them right. Like I think it's a really a really noble profession and especially in like it the also, states. Well, even in Canada, like I I don't know if they're paid according to their value, right? Oh, definitely not. I think teachers are very undervalued, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it does make me wonder though. Like I remember being a kid and having some young teachers and now I know what like young teachers are actually doing on the weekends. Mm. And I was like, Hmm. Hmm. Teachers are people too, you know? Yep. Um, but we should probably wrap up cause we've been going into some extra time, which is great. I've thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. I think the moral of the story of this one is just be appreciative of the people around. Yeah. you. Yeah. 100%. That, any, that's that's a really good uh, a really good closing thought, John. I like that. Thank and you. go go explore the 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 deep dark <laughs> web everybody. Hey, everyone wants to be on a list somewhere, yeah. right? That's maybe not the list you want, but it's a list. That's right. And you're on it. <laughs> and, and what you, you know when you you go to like shitty work conventions or whatever and they're like, "Let's play an icebreaker." And it's like two truths, one lie. I'm going to use that as one of my truths or lies. I don't know yet until I, if I can figure out how to get on, be like, I've been on the dark web. How many people can say that? Yeah. Like truth. I could find someone to kill you for 4k. (laughs) (laughs) 5,500. If I want proof, (laughs) if I want a disgusting picture of your lifeless body to trace back to me, to end up in prison, I got to pay an extra 1500 bucks for that direct line to prison, <laughs> bud. <laughs> oh, what a fucking world we live in. Uh, 
anyways uh we're gonna cut it here i'm gonna leave it to you zach to do our outro because i always butcher it um but thank you so much for coming back on greg and sharing some knowledge we got down some pretty interesting paths and i'm pretty stoked on that yeah thanks for having me again really appreciate it it's always fun anytime all right take care guys and uh make sure you check us out on all platforms like and Give us a review on iTunes, and I'm going to throw a pitch out for Fredible. Even though Greg hates when I do it, check out Fredible. Um, It's an awesome app that I use and that I'm trying to use with my sister to get back into writing music. So thank you for supporting that musical endeavor, Greg. Anyways, take care, guys, and we'll see you next week. All right, here comes good old Zach to save the day. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Jumbled. Uh, From what I heard, and I only briefly scanned through it, uh, but it sounds like Johnny and Greg had a great time, and uh, I hope you guys had a great time listening to him. Uh, again, sorry for the all the delays and all the setbacks and whatnot that we've uh, we've been going through the past couple months. But hey, you know what? Uh, we're we're getting back on trail. So uh, actually, Johnny and I should be getting together this coming weekend for release next week. Uh, Want to get back um, on a regular schedule with the podcast. And I hope you guys are looking forward to that. If you guys enjoyed what you heard, please make sure to subscribe. And also, please make sure to tell all your friends about this podcast. Uh, Tell them them that we have some really great stuff going on, uh, even if you got to lie a little bit. Even if you feel like you're lying a little bit, just bring them on over because, you know, it's worth it. We're, We're worth it. Uh, if you guys would please head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review five star rating would be preferred, but Hey, if we're doing an awful job, uh, I guess we deserve it. Let us know, uh, head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30 day trial and a free audiobook. Hey, it's on us guys. They've got over 180,000 titles. So, uh, pick something and let us know what you're uh, listening to. We're really looking forward to hearing from you. And head over to patreon.com slash jumbled and uh, pay $500 and get us an address. That's still something that we're trying to get some uh, some poor, poor bastard to do. Uh, but you know what? Daddy's got to pay his mortgage. And, uh, you know, I am I'm all about the path of least resistance, right? So... Or, you know, whatever I got to do to make this easier on myself, I'm willing to do it. And if that means selling my body, you know, because that's, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Uh, willing to do that. I will sell my soul also. Uh, that's not a tier, but that might be a tier. Look look forward to that maybe soon. Um, and, yeah, f- check us out on all social media at Jumbled Podcast. Send any emails to jumbledpodcast at gmail.com or johnny.jumbled at gmail.com. Guys, we immensely appreciate all the support and uh, and that you guys return each and every week. Uh, you know, even when we're not here, we do appreciate you guys sticking around. Uh, we will see you guys next week for a brand new episode of Jumbled, your favorite podcast about nothing. See you later.
that was uh that was a kick-ass amount of fun john i really i love i just love podcasting it's so fun